Hey all, and thanks for joining us. It is I-80 Sport today. Week one is complete, and we are taking our way to early victory laps. Thanks for joining us at I-80 Sports. Steve, it was here. It left. Week one, NFL in the books. What do you think? Oh, man, it was so good to see football back. It was so good to – one thing that I have to admit that I was wrong on, I thought that there would be a lot of sloppy football. It was actually pretty good. There there was not a lot of sloppy football there, to be had. There was, there was enough sloppy football. There was some sloppy tele, televising. The, uh, oh, yeah. the audience noise was weird. Um, <laughs> I feel like we weren't 100%. I, I almost kind of would rather have no audience and just hear more of what the players and what the coaches are saying. Kind of like that, uh, the XFL where you, you had a little bit of a delay, but what you got out of it was you could hear the play call. You could hear the quarterback call on an audible. I, I, I kind of like that experience a little more, but well, do you know what they did? The um, the NFL films they sent the stadiums history of their of their audience noises, and they used that. And it did not sound very good. <laughs> uh, it was just a lot of ambient noise at weird times. But whatever. Today we're talking about our way too early victory laps, where we were right. Um, and uh, it's too early. Let's be, let's be clear. But that's why we're doing it. So way too early victory laps. I'm going to start. Yeah. You good with that? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Good. I'm first on the dock, so it shouldn't be any surprise to anyone. <laughs> Naeem Hines, seven rushes for 28 yards and a touchdown, eight grabs for 45 and a touchdown. I told you he was going to have a role in this offense. I loved Mac. I loved Naeem Hines, and I was down on Jonathan Taylor for the reason it was Mac's backfield, first and second down. Naeem Hines was always going to be the pass catcher. Guess what happens week one? Oh, Mac got hurt, and I hope that he does have a speedy recovery, but it looks like his 2020 season is over. Absolutely, and Naeem Hines balled out. In the first couple drives, it was Mac and Naeem Hines almost 50-50. It was, it was a way uh, higher split than even I thought. Then, of course, Mac goes down with that terrible uh, Achilles injury. However, I want to make it clear. Naeem Hines was getting touches before that injury ever happened. He was even out touching Mac before that injury ever happened. He's a guy you have to get on your fantasy roster. If he's out there on waivers, you're throwing serious, serious fab on him this week. Naeem Hines now. Uh, the one thing I do have to say, I hate when people are rewarded for making poor decisions. And the Jonathan Taylor crew was animate this offseason that Mac was uh, not going to be a big deal. And I think that... I was kind of vindicated in the fact that even though it was only for a couple drives, Mac was obviously the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Naeem Hines had had his first, I think it was receiving touchdown before uh, Taylor even had his first NFL touch. So, yeah. They did finish with uh, Naeem Hines, seven carries, uh, Jonathan Taylor with nine, Marlon Mack with four. We can only assume where those touches will go next week. Um, on the receiving side, Jonathan Taylor, six catches for 67 yards, Naeem Hines, eight for 45. I think that some of those Jonathan Taylor grabs were uh, by the, re the results of a bad game script. I would not assume he's going to have those touches every single week. And, and just like I said, I like making a good decision and, and leaving at the end of the day, knowing I made the right choice and Mac was the right choice this season. Jonathan Taylor was the wrong choice, but because of a fluke injury, people are being rewarded out there in fantasy world today, Steve, <laughs> for, for bad off season play. 
I mean, they're, they're paying I, up. They're I paying mean, up for it, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, in our home league, I do have Jonathan Taylor as my second running back. So I, I mean, exactly. You were paid. You 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 benefited from uh, making poor decisions. <laughs> it is what it is. That's the game. That's why we love it. Um, so that is what it is. First, Connor shot way too early. Victory lap. Naeem mm-hmm. Hines being a part of this offense. Steve, your first way too early victory lap. I I was seriously considering. Uh, being a homer and going with Juju Smith-Schuster because I, I've been saying all offseason that he's going to have such a ba- bounce-back season that the Steelers are going to be forced to franchise him. But I'm still going to have a homer pick, and I'm going to go with Benny Snell. And because I have long said that when the Steelers drafted Snell, that he instantly became one of the more important handcuffs in the NFL. And when Connor came out of the game with an ankle injury, Snell came into the game and ran for 113 yards on 19 carries, which was good for five point um, yards per carry. Now, if Connor, now the Steelers have already said that it's only an ankle sprain. They didn't say if it was high ankle or low ankle. They just said that they're leaving the light on for week two. But if uh, Connor is injured for an extended period of time, then I expect Benny Snell to be a top waiver wire pick. I'm I'm not sure if he gets a bump up or a bump down because he did that against the Giants defense. Um, I would not expect 5.9 yards per carry every single week. But yeah, Benny Snell, um, someone that we've we've definitely had our eye on for quite some time. Yeah, um, let's see. The 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 Steelers have the Texan. I mean the. Broncos, Texans, and Titans for their next three matchups. So, so, so it is something to be wary about. Mixed bag, mixed bag, right there yeah. for sure. Um, but you know, it, it, I mean, but you know, just go back to to history and and Tomlin's um, use of bell cow backs: Rashard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, Jonathan Dwyer, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. All of them have had fantasy success when their number has been called on and they've been used as the bell cow back. So I would expect the same with Benny Snell. Usage is the most important part of this fantasy football game. Um, so, yeah, Benny Snell. Uh, let's keep in mind, James Conner didn't look great. He was not beating worlds even before he went out with injuries. He had six rushes for nine yards, yeah. uh, two catches for eight. So his, his yards was down, did not look good. Benny Snell, not only did he get the usage, he, he did something with it, he put the NFL on notice. Uh, whether or not that matters for Pittsburgh during this season, he definitely solidified his spot as as the uh, major uh, contributor uh, if Connor is down. So yeah. he, he capitalized on the opportunity. Um, now, when I go to my next way too early victory lap, I have been saying this for so long. So if you listen to this podcast often, you're going to know exactly where I'm going to go. And that is split backfields on bad football teams especially i'm calling out the people who are high on jacksonville and washington let me be clear (laughs) there is one player on jacksonville and one player on washington that are rosterable from week to week that is gj shark on jacksonville and that is terry mclaurin on washington the rest are just pieces if you're going to play the guessing game what week is it which guy you're going to lose at fantasy football and that's why you did not need to go out and get anyone from jacksonville jacksonville total 23 total carries that counts the quarterbacks five 16 mm. james Washington, uh 16 for james washington 91 yards total on 21 mm. carries that stinks washington peyton barber was the top guy 17 carries for 29 and two touchdowns that was great but again you're going to be playing the lineup roulette which week is it which guy is it mckissick three rushes negative two yards one catch for one yard that puts him on four touches 
negative one yards. That's not a player you want on your roster. Antonio Gibson looked equally as gross. Nine uh, rushes for 36 yards. Bryce Love was so good. He didn't even play the game. It was inactive. <laughs> inactive. So I think that, you know, something I've said for a long, long time, I'm going to take a victory lap on saying no thank you. That is my victory lap. It's, it's, it's not dunking on these guys. It's the victory lap is on saying no thanks. You don't need to be in every sweepstakes. You don't need to be on every guy who, who, who flashes. And I'm going to say no thanks on those two guys. I mean, there there is one player that I would say that you should take a chance on, and that is James Robinson. You know, he did get he did get 16 carries, and and he was he was clearly the most effective runner. So I mean, it, it's it, you know he got 69 carries, not 17 carries for 29 yards. So that that means something. Yes, it means the Jacksonville is terribly bad. Um, there are 32 teams in the NFL, and these are the two worst. So if you want a running back three, hey, spend some fab. That that's fine. Get that money out of the pot. And when, and when it comes to taking a real player, I will be all the richer. I mean, Jacksonville beat a Colts team that is probably when they're when they're right, they're gonna they're probably gonna make the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, Jacksonville won a game. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> you, that, you played a game of football. I know. I know. One of three for the 2020 <laughs> season. Okay, heading on to the next shot you're calling. I love these guys. You know why I love these two guys? Because they are tied to the best quarterback in the NFL. And I say that every week. And uh, I mean, just Russell Wilson is just just such a baller. I He's my pick later. I, I, I forgot. I, I got I to gotta take a step back. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk yeah. about Russell Wilson again, <laughs> but go ahead and talk about his two top weapons, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I um, a, a couple of weeks ago when we were doing when we were doing a fantasy show and and you know, like I was doing deep dive research on Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and man, um, a few, you know, like they they both balled out you know Tyler Lockett went 8 for 8 for 92 yards and Metcalf he still got eight car targets but he caught half that four of it but for 95 yards and a tutty you know ugh. Metcalf left more on the table than many many oh top fantasy God, players drop. see in a week he left more on the table than some NFL teams yeah, and and you know Russell Wilson said in the offseason that he wanted to open up the offense to be more like KC, and I've got to say that Sunday's performance made the case that the Seahawks could be dangerous. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are a dangerous combination at wide receiver, and both comp both players complemented each other so well last year, and they're going to be matchup nightmares this year. Absolutely. If, if I'm going to say to take a step back anywhere, it's that the Falcons have a very, very bad uh, defense, especially against the pass. This mm -hmm. final was 38 to 25. I wouldn't expect Seahawks to put up 38 points a week. However, they will from time <laughs> to time drop a 40 bomb on you. Um, and, and you want to be a part of everything happened there. Um, it's kind of a mini victory lap. What would you call a mini victory lap? Is there a word for that? Like a uh, like a, a victory jog? I, I'll, do, I'll do like a like a, a victory jumping jack on, <laughs> uh, on on Carlos Hyde because seven rushes, twenty three yards, and a touchdown. Chris Carson did not look good. Six rushes, twenty one, uh, three and a half yards per rush. He also uh, caught six balls for forty five and two touchdowns. So Chris Carson, kind of a mixed bag, didn't look great on the ground. Looked good in the air. A lot of stuff going on. Carlos Hyde is gonna get his. Um, Chris mm -hmm. Carson has had all those fumble 
problems in the past. Carlos Hyde is not someone to sleep on. He's not there to collect a paycheck. He's playing football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My jumping jack. <laughs> not like the three-point ones, like the one where you just go up once and down once. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Next up. My victory lap, Calvin Ridley. I said he was going to be a top wide receiver to own um, with the possibility of even having a top five season. Um, and this this game, I guess a lot of people watched it kind of a primetime game for, for some of us. Seattle versus Atlanta. There was just so much value to be had here um, on both sides of the ball. And uh, Calvin Ridley, the worse the Falcons defense gets, the better it is to own Falcons players in fantasy football. Um, oh, guys, yeah. Get on it, guys, because they're going to be thrown for four quarters in every game this week. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, nine catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Makes me look like a fantasy genius. Julio Jones also had nine grabs for 157 yards. You know how much touchdowns he had? He had zero. You know why? Because he's Julio. That's what he does. He does <laughs> not find the end zone. Um, if we leave out his freshman and uh, sophomore campaign, Julio Jones... He, where he had eight touchdowns and 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. If we leave those two campaigns out, he has 98 games with 39 touchdowns. That's not something you see a lot from someone who's so elite, who catches the ball so much. He's just not the red zone guy. Julio, uh, Calvin Ridley's got the speed. He's got the goods. He had a great game. And uh, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to support two top five fantasy wide receivers this season. I mean, Russell Gage also had nine grabs for 114 yards himself. Everyone was saying, oh, Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst. I was even talking up Hayden Hurst. And look and look at Russell Gage, nine for 114. You know, ugh. Hayden Hurst is a little long in the tooth. He's already 27 years old, so like waiting for that breakout season on a man who's uh, pushing 30. I don't know about that. I, I mean, do that, like him moving the forward. Do- tight ends do tend to reach their peak at um in the in the later ages later ages in the year but that's a yeah. little uh this little pushing a little bit there steve <laughs> um russell gage nine for 114 not someone who i'd rely on every single week but he has definitely proven to be a uh, a flex play or in deeper leagues like the uh, teacher league where i'm in where i have uh three wide receivers and three flexes mm-hmm. you want a guy like russell gage is going to give you that upside um, not, not, not someone who's going to give you floor. He, he's going to throw up some eggs. He's going to throw up some zeros once in a while. He's going to, going to give you a donut, but Russell yeah. gave someone to look on to. If he's on your waiver wire, I'm not putting much, a couple dollars on him. But I'm going to get Russell Gage on my bench for some time to come. <laughs> so my next player, um, uh, when we were when we were doing those articles of making the case for, uh, there was going to be there was going to be one more article, and Paris Campbell was going to be the guy. Um, unfortunately, being a teacher in a brand new district, um, I had way too many responsibilities, and I couldn't get to it. But. Um, you know, Paris Campbell was going to be my third and final player to analyze. And Campbell in college, you know, I had talked about it last year, had a, had over 80% catch percentage in college, you know, and I wasn't expecting that to, to translate perfectly into the NFL. I was expecting two things from Campbell this season, that he'd be more involved in the offense and that he'd be Rivers' favorite target. Now, granted, Hilton and Campbell both had nine targets, but Campbell definitely had more receptions and more yards. You know, he finished with a nice six for uh, six for nine and 71 um, yards with a carry for nine yards. You know, Rivers always likes good route running, sure handed receivers. And, and on a lot of the third down looks, Campbell was the guy that Rivers was looking at. And Campbell fits perfectly into that mold. And I fully expect him to be the number one receiver for the Colts by the end of the season. 
Absolutely. T.Y. Hilton is is spectacular. I think he's one of those sure-handed, reliable guys too, but um, reliable, maybe not for our fantasy rosters when he's missing a lot of time on the field. Um, so Paris Campbell, um, if things go right, could step up and be that guy. Um, you can't give up on second-year players who, who were uh, invested in heavily in draft capital just because of usage. Mm-hmm. Because of skill, yes, not because of usage. Um, and Paris Campbell just, just wasn't used. You can't say he had a bad rookie season. He didn't really have much of any rookie season, really. Yeah, yeah. Now, my next player is such a baller. I call him the best quarterback in the NFL time and time again. Throwing off his back foot, throwing on the run, making just rocket connections. Now, if Russell Wilson, here's what I'm going to say. Disrespect. He's just disrespected. If you took his helmet off and put a Colts helmet on it, you would see his passes on the highlight reel of every fantasy show, of every NFL recap. It's just because he's on Seattle. I don't know what it is. He's married to someone famous. He, he's he's marketable himself. He's just he's so overlooked. 31 completions on 35 passes. He missed four. All of them to DK Metcalf. That is how good <laughs> Russell Wilson is. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight completed passes to eight different players seven of which never had a drop in the game. Um, he did end with four touchdowns, of course, zero interceptions, because that's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just no other way to put it. You know, Russell Wilson is always going to be in that top five conversation when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. He gets an extra touchdown a game on his feet. Um, you know, he, he ran for 39 yards on three attempts th- this week. So you're, you're getting an extra three points. Excuse me, uh, 29. So you get an extra three points, which is almost a, a, a full extra touchdown every week. Um, just such a skilled athlete, someone who's overlooked time and time again. He should be up there every year in the top three quarterbacks, but he's just not. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not throwing it with his eyes closed. Guess what? You know what? See if I'm going to go and say it. Say it. I know this is uh, controversial. I like my quarterbacks looking where they throw the ball. <laughs> and I like Russell Wilson. I, I mean, he's my guy. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't think of who I would take over the top three at quarterbacks when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. To me, those are, to me, those are the top tier and fantasy God quarterbacks. You know, you can't go wrong if you have one of those three quarterbacks on your roster. I would throw Dak in there. Um, he, at certain he, times, a little more uncertainty, but certainly skilled enough to get the job done. I know, but but when but when we're talking about consistency, you know, it, 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 you name a you name a bad Russell Wilson game. You bet name a bad Patrick Mahomes game. Listen, if if Russell Wilson ever played a bad game, it, they just need to reinvent the game. That's how good he is. <laughs> they just just throw it all away. Dak was a uh, quarterback nineteen this past week. Russell Wilson was, of course, number one. And guess who else is in there? Aaron Rodgers at number two because, of course, he is Josh Allen flexing at number three. You're not going to see that every week from him, mm-hmm. but you will see it a bunch. And then Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray in order before we get to guys like Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. They were all usable. Mm-hmm. There, if you look at the top 12 uh, quarterbacks, 12 scored 21.8 points. There's mm-hmm. no clear differentiation between 12 and 6. 6 had 25 points. 25.7, yeah. that was Cam Newton. 21.8 was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And then if you go to the next tier up, there's a little bit of a points gap. Kyler Murray to Russell Wilson from 5 to 1. 
27.3 points to 31 points. Four points difference, um, 10 points between the one and the 12. This is why we don't draft quarterbacks, guys, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, and and speaking of and speaking of which, my way to early victory lap, uh, you know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You you brought up number one. I'm bringing up number two. Aaron Rodgers. He proved that he could still be a baller, and he wanted to make a statement and make a statement. He did with a 32 for 44 um, passing for 364 yards and four touchdowns. He clearly put the league on notice and he clearly put the Packers on notice saying, Hey, you may have drafted my replacement, but look at me. I'm still here. So, you know, for yeah. a Steelers fan, you really love green Bay. I mean, I res- uh, there, there are organizations outside of the Steelers that I really respect. The giants are one of those organizations. Um, the Packers are one of those organizations, you know, it, uh, and I mean, what can I say? I, I don't like Matt LaFleur as a coach, and I think that Aaron Rodgers' performance was a bit, was straight up saying to Matt LaFleur, hey, guess what? You're going you're, you're gonna to have to deal with me for a little bit while longer. Just a little longer. We'll see how, how that goes. Um, definitely, we saw a lot of old guys who could, who could still chuck the ball. Um, one of them on your team yesterday. Um, other places around the league. So we will uh, get to that in just a little bit. Now, uh, you can find us at I80 underscore sports on Twitter. You can, uh, sorry. Yes, I80 underscore sports on Twitter. You can find us youtube.com backslash I80 sports. You can find us every Saturday on Twitter, on Facebook Live, and on YouTube Live. We're doing a Saturday morning sports, covering all sports. And then we're going to give our NFL picks at the end of the show before um, each game starts. Steve. Do you got anything last words for us? No, I, I just, I, I'm just so excited that football is back. I'm glad that it, it was, yeah, that it was safe, you know, and yeah. Well, it, we it, don't really know for sure. There are some players who don't think it was very safe. Uh-huh. Limes with Schmake Schmarwin. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us at ID Sports.